0: You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Let's be honest, the whole country wins when Andrew Harris doesn't win this award. So, <laughs> I mean, either way this thing goes, it's just great. <laughs>
1: And we are part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. I'm Travis Kura, Brazilian Ty is here. And Ty, it is episode 300 of the To and Out CFL
0: Podcast. And yet again, I can't leave the table because I am back on a heater. <laughs> the more things it's- change, the more they stay the same.
1: This far in, like we we could be in a relationship like Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks, and we just can't quit. It's uh, <laughs> uh. tension. Tension makes art. <laughs>
0: it's it's just secondhand news by this point. <laughs> no. uh. nicely uh. done. Uh. Nicely ah, you done. don't get
1: it. <laughs> I am in uh, the hammer for the one hundred and eighth Grey Cup. I am on the brink of falling asleep. Actually, oh! I, I went to mm-hmm. this restaurant called uh, called Hamburger. There is nothing bad at that restaurant. <laughs> well, I didn't try everything. I tried, but wow! So the burger I had was a smash burger with garlic aioli, fingerling. Like they're basically like deep fried string potatoes. So they're like hickory sticks. And then they put oh, on let's some, go. Then they put some pot roast on there. Oh, what a
0: burger! <laughs> I don't I don't understand how you're recording. i I don't know how I am either. I also feel sorry for whatever rental car you get tomorrow to drive to Niagara Falls, because <laughs> they're going have to they're gonna have to just burn that thing when they're done with it when you're done with it. My
1: wife's already been complaining about sharing the room with me, so
0: <laughs> oh, I've never been happier to sit on the couch and watch the NFR for 10 straight nights instead of coming to Grey Cup.
1: (laughs) Also, they got bacon. Instead of putting butter on popcorn, they put bacon fat on it with crispy Mm -hmm. bacon, Parmesan cheese, a little bit of green onions. Oh, like I could feel my blood pressure rising by the every single bite I took. (laughs)
0: Um, so I have, I have a guest coming this weekend. I have the dairy queen coming for gray cup. Is he and bringing every billy I, bars? If he doesn't, br- if he doesn't bring the cookie crumble middle to ice cream cakes then I'm not letting him <laughs> in. Um, I, I was just looking up rib recipes and I'm like, Oh, what do I want? What kind of ribs do I want to make? And there was one that said, that I needed three quarters of a cup of bacon grease. And I was like, I'm going nice. to click on that and save it for later because <laughs> that is ridiculous. Instead of <laughs> dumping it down the drain, I'll use it for cooking. I mean, it just makes sense.
1: You know, we're two minutes into the show, and I don't know how we made it to 300 of them. Uh, if, you, if you've ever listened to even one, if you're listening to this right now, <laughs> or you uh, listened to us and we pissed you off and you never listened again, so there's probably no chance you'll hear this. Thank you. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> For, and I uh... mean, without without my mom downloading every episode, I don't know if we get here.
1: That's true. And it, it's not just Ty yelling into a microphone. There are people on the other end.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. It's amazing. <laughs>
1: Episode who who am three. I? <laughs> oh, Should I elk that one? <laughs>
0: Absolutely not.
1: I know he's a listener. I have to do it. I have to do it. <laughs> so, sorry. We, we uh, need to open up a Patreon. What do you think? Two bucks a month?
0: Uncensored to and out? Uncensored. <laughs> um, I, I say we make it enough where I don't have to go back to work.
1: Well, I was gonna say, well, I'm not gonna pay for it, so
0: Mind <laughs> <laughs> well, you, the way the way my last four and a half weeks of gambling have gone, I might not have to go back to work. Hey, I like it. You're doing all right. You're
1: doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> this episode, the three hundredth episode of two and out is brought to you by the Well Endowed Podcast by the Edmonton Community Foundation. Hello, I'm Elizabeth Bonkink. I'm Andrew Paul. And we're the hosts of the Well Endowed Podcast.
0: The Well Endowed Podcast is produced by Edmonton Community Foundation, or ECF as we call it.
1: ECF provides grants to charities through the endowment funds we create and manage with our donors.
0: Hence the title of our show, the Well Endowed Podcast.
1: Every month, we bring you a collection of stories and interviews with fascinating guests who are working to make Edmonton a strong, vibrant city to live in.
0: Through these stories, we look at the space where endowments intersect with your communities.
1: So if you're interested in the people and issues impacting your community, check out the wellendowedpodcast.com In the huddle with Karan
0: Tai on the Two and Out Podcast.
1: All right, before we talk about the 108th Grey Cup, I don't want to talk about this too much, but Man, things Woo. got crazy. Things got crazy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: After the Argos and Ticats East Final, including I know they call him the VP of Player Personnel in Toronto, John Murphy. Let's yeah. face it, he's he's the general That's a GM manager. Role. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Of uh of the Toronto Argonauts, man, he was getting into it with fans, he was in a shouting match with fans man and those players honestly from all the videos i've seen i thought that they were pretty patient (laughs) like i I don't even that's
0: that's one way to put it
1: yeah getting beers thrown at them left and right and i know the players were giving it back to the fans end of the day ugly scene after the east final Mm -hmm. and Uh, I don't know what's going to come out of this, but uh, I'm sure they're trying to kind of stretch it out and deal with this after the Grey Cup.
0: Yeah, I mean, you don't want this to monopolize the news cycle. It's supposed to be a celebration of the game this week, and yeah, yeah, and you know, you want you want you know the coaches' press conference, the state of the league, all that other stuff. You don't want it overshadowed. Um, So I get that, but I I think we we have to talk about it. Like I don't think we could just gloss over it. Um, That wouldn't be fair. I mean, we're not going to spend an hour on it, but um <laughs> I got I got no problem with yelling stuff at players. But once you start throwing know, stuff at I them know. and and jumping barriers, I think they yeah. have every right to beat you to within an inch of your life.
1: And I think you got to be careful with things like these because if you see a you know, 10 second clip it's really easy for that yeah. clip to be painted in one direction but then all of a sudden the five or six minutes come out
0: and you see yeah. oh
1: <laughs>
0: there's yeah. the context I, think, I i honestly don't think like i mean it would be rare and it, it it has happened where a player would be the one to initiate stuff yeah yeah i mean yeah but but the minute that that guy jumps that fence It's not like he's going to shake their hand. I know, I know, I know. Like, he's lucky his jaw's not broken. Wow, it could be. (laughs) It could be, and I hope it is. Yeah, I don't feel bad for that guy. You have that coming. Um, As for John Murphy, that's not a great look, and if you listen to what was shouted, it's not great. Um, You know, him being suspended... (sighs) I yeah. said it in our one group chat. Well, it does, not like it really matters. It's the end of the year. But another person brought up that, well, now he can't interview for any other jobs. So there's that. That And I, I don't know how he would keep his job in Toronto after that either. Uh, yeah, exactly. With, the diverse, with, with, you know, the diversity campaign and, you know, you can play and all that other stuff that has happened and, and come, come through in the last couple of years. I just don't see how he keeps his job.
1: I just hope that there aren't any of these sorts of uh issues during Grey Cup week and I, I asked my wife yeah. if she thought that could happen and she said, "Well, I I think the Argo fans would be pretty outnumbered if they tried to bring it to Tim Hortons Field on Sunday." So And,
0: and I also I also think that the Argo fans would be like, "No, we're not going to do that. Why don't we show that we're better?"
1: Yeah. than that. That that's what you have to do. Yeah. Right. If you haven't seen these videos, you probably think uh, we're, we're <laughs> we sound a little crazy right now. But the the East final yeah. stuff you can you can search them. They're on Twitter. They're on Facebook. Fans throwing beers at players, and then a guy jumps the barricade, and well, he he got. He ate a couple. <laughs> he did. He ate a couple. We'll see what comes out of this thing. But now it's it's time to talk about the Great Cup. Join 2 and out for CFL Fantasy and CFL Pick'em. And show Kura and Ty what you got. They are who we thought they were. Just click CFLFantasy.tsn.ca.
0: Enough of talking about it. There has to be consequences. And Pick'em.cfl.ca.
1: The 108th Grey Cup happening this Sunday. So we've got the Western Mustangs as Vanier Cup champions. The Langley Rams as Canadian Bowl champions. Who will be the Grey Cup champions. It, it is a fascinating matchup after having 2020 off. You remember we went into the 2019 game. The 15-3 and three Hamilton Tiger Cats. They were quite favored. And they cleaned mm-hmm. up at the CFL Uh Awards (laughs) that Grey Cup Friday night. But it was the Bombers that had all of the momentum going into that game. And they've really (laughs) used the momentum. And it sounds crazy from two years ago right into this season, and did not lose a single step, even though they lost uh, Chris Strebler. And I know he's not the biggest passing guy, but he was a big part of that playoff success Mm -hmm. in 2019. Man, they have not lost a single step since 2019. But both teams kind of reversed now. The dominant Bombers, 2021. The Ticats maybe picking up some momentum throughout the playoffs and through the East Final. Dane Evans takes over, goes 16 for 16. Now, they're the underdogs going to take on the powerhouse Winnipeg Blue Bombers. It's <laughs> – the things have stayed the, stayed the same, but, damn, they've changed too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you look at Winnipeg, I don't think it's a big surprise. Like, at the beginning of the year, we talked about it. The, the roster continuity, that front office coach, like yeah. everything. Everything was still in place, it seemed, right? They didn't lose a whole hell of a lot. Uh, and they picked up right where they left off. Hamilton, we, I think we kind of thought that they would, too. Um, you know, that offense right? yeah, and, that's and true. slowly back healthy and and stuff like that. And they, they struggled out of the gate. Injuries did not help. Uh, they've gone through three starting quarterbacks. Uh, I mean, not having a starter particularly named yet. Like, we don't have depth charts out. We're, we're 99.9% sure it's going to be Dane Evans. I'm sure that has an effect On that money line and that spread, I I don't know how many points that would be worth, maybe a point and a half, but, um, you know, just, yeah, complete role role, role reversal. Winnipeg, 15 15 all-stars, like, you know, just a team that doesn't look like they can lose a game right now.
1: Well, Grey Cup Wednesday, it was announced that Dane Evans will be starting for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, so they're not going to be playing any games Uh, well, when you sleep until
0: noon, it...
1: <laughs> they're not playing any games. They're 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 putting them right no. up there. But I I know a lot of people when talking about the bombers this year, they've kind of said that the team hasn't faced any adversity, and a lot of times that's what championship teams need to face. Uh, even the the 2013 Riders, man, they went through a lot of adversity before going on that playoff run. The 2019 Bombers, they started the year with Matt Nichols, and then they go to Chris strevler That's not working out. They, they trade for Zach Kalaros, and then that was just like the the perfect combination to make it all click.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, yeah, they haven't gone through adversity, but this group has already been through adversity. It just wasn't this year.
1: That's right, because it's about the same group. And I I would argue that it's pretty much the same
0: group. The six turnovers Um,
1: in the West Final might be adversity.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, it helps when you're going up against an offense that isn't the juggernaut offense that Rider Nation makes it out to be. Um, And it goes back to that old old adage that you have to learn how to lose before you can win. Right. And, you know, they they did that early in the year uh, in 2019. Like, yeah, this, this group is gone through it, been through it. They know what it takes to win. They know what they have to do to get the job done. I, I'm not worried about them not facing adversity at all. And I would
1: say the Thai Cats face plenty of adversity this year. They, 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 they went through it this year. They <laughs> they took the hard road uh, to, mm-hmm. to get to the Grey Cup. Uh, but it's they've got so much talent on that team. There's a couple... Uh, stats that have been pointed out Tunde Adelike is playing in his Fourth season in the Canadian Football League Which by the way yep. Might be one of the best defensive backs In the league, Canadian or not And Yeah, it's yeah also he's up his, there for sure it's, a, it's also his fourth Grey Cup appearance <laughs> Yeah, that's not bad So if he misses the big game What does he do? Does he retire? <laughs> I, th- I think you have to at that point <laughs> Now, Jagera Davis is in his fifth Grey Cup game? Uh, yeah, in a row. Wow. At some point, you just get used to just playing in the Grey Cup all the time.
0: Yeah, and Delicate, four years, four Grey Cups. Jagera Davis, five years, five Grey Cups. Like, wow. They don't know anything else. So
1: 2016. Jagarad Davis. Calgary. Uh, Calgary ends up losing to uh, Henry Burris and the Ottawa Red Blacks in Toronto. And
0: then... Yep. Uh, Marquay tw- McDaniel. Or not Marquay McDaniel. Who fumbled in 2017?
1: Uh, Kamar.
0: Kamar Jordan. Kamar uh, Jordan fumbled in 2017 to lose Calgary that Grey Cup.
1: In the snow, the Argos win that. 2018, they win the Grey Cup against Ottawa in Edmonton.
0: Hit the under. 20-
1: yeah, no doubt, 2019, he loses the Grey Cup to the Stampeders. He, he doesn't have the best Grey Cup record. Let's to the Bombers. Yeah, yeah, to the Bombers. Yeah. He doesn't have the best Grey yeah. Cup record. At least he's got no. you know the one win. He's no, he's no <laughs> Michael Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? His East final game might have been his best game of the season. So he's I, he's playing man. good football right now.
0: That defensive line for Hamilton in the East Semi and the East Final were outstanding. Yeah. They were just yep. phenomenal.
1: Yep, and you know what? I, I see how Saskatchewan's defensive line gave gave Winnipeg fits in the West Final mm-hmm. and really put Kolaros under pressure. I don't see a reason that the Thai Cats can't do the exact same thing.
0: No, I you know they're they're going to leave or not leave, but be able to get Bryant and Hardrick on an island with that mm-hmm. interior pressure that they're able to bring and, and make those one on one battles. And yeah, they're really good, but if they're continuing one on one battles and they don't, they're not getting, they can't get help from a guard. Uh, you know, you're going to have to start bringing guys in. <clears throat> Sorry, uh, you know whether it's a, a receiver or you know a fullback. Or even like keeping Andrew Harris in the backfield to help with blocking because these guys are these guys can get there with four and it just doesn't seem to matter who you match up against them.
1: The uh, Tiger Cats were actually better against the West than they were against the East. They were five hundred against uh, East Division teams, four and two against the West. But these two teams did play in Week One. And uh, I think that was, you know, the game where we learned that maybe this season is going to be a lot of hitting the under. <laughs> like, it was a low-scoring affair, but the, uh, the Bombers really shut down the Cats in in that game. Uh, the X factor, of course, and we'll get to it, is the home field advantage. The Ticats 5-2 and two at home this year. And the Bombers, a more human record on the road, 4-3. and three. Of course, a couple of those losses were uh, not meaningful games. One in Montreal, one in Calgary at the end of the year. One was in Toronto in August. The Nick Arbuckle-led Toronto Argos shocked everybody and beat the Bombers there. Uh, but the Ty Cats three point underdogs here. Where do you see that line going throughout the week?
0: Um, you know, I, three points. I mean, I I hate that spread. Um, just yeah, it feels yeah. like the home the home team usually just gets three anyway. Uh, these two D. I don't see it moving that much. Like I, I see the money kind of going both ways just because yeah, yeah. Of, of those defenses people just aren't 100 percent sold on either offense right now yeah
1: and i i think that's fair like as of recording it doesn't look like weather is going to be a factor for the game uh four degrees no precipitation expected on sunday i uh i was kind of hoping for a 1996 redo as far as uh <laughs> as far <laughs> as weather went, yeah downtown darvin adams come that, on let's do it
0: <laughs> that, that game is actually on espn classics right now oh nice what a yeah. game
1: what a game so the bombers the best pass defense the tie Cats, the best rush defense. These two teams uh-huh. are 1-2 in uh, turnover ratio. I mean, notwithstanding the West Final for the Bombers, these two teams are 1-3 when it comes to points off of turnovers. So, clearly, th- these teams will take the ball from you and they will score on you. But I, uh-huh. I think the key matchup is uh, the Hamilton defensive line against Winnipeg's offense. How much havoc mm-hmm. can they wreak? And uh, they might have learned a lot from uh, Saskatchewan last week.
0: I, I think so. Uh, you know, if you watch that film, you see uh, where you can, you know, try, you can get pressure. You you don't necessarily have to blitz. Like, yes, they're very yeah, offensive yeah. line. Andrew Harris will hide any mistake if he's running the ball. He's able to hide any mistakes. He's such a good uh, rusher. Uh, but there is stuff that that Hamilton can definitely take a look at and be like, well, they did that. You know, we we should be able to do that. Whether it's re, you know running stunts and stuff like that, like they, they got to figure something out because if, if they're just going to let the O line run all over them, I, mean, I don't think they will. Uh, just with you know how good Hamilton's has been on the or how good Hamilton's defensive line has been. Um, but I mean, Winnipeg watches film too. They're gonna they're gonna figure out some stuff. It's, it's going to be a chess match in the trenches for sure.
1: Now the last team to play in a home Grey Cup was the Saskatchewan Roughriders in 2013. And mm-hmm. there was actually a little run there. We went in 20, We went 3 in a row. Yeah, 2012 the Argos home team's home. winning. Yeah, 2011 the Lions winning at home. And I've never Nickelback, been to a game a great in,
0: halftime show. <laughs> you know what they were? They were really good. (laughs) Prove me wrong that Nickelback doesn't put on a great show.
1: (laughs) Hey, they're a great live band. Can't fault them for that. Um, I've never been to a game at Tim Hortons Field. And uh, I feel like I'm going to be getting an authentic Tim Hortons field experience at the Grey Cup. I mean, <laughs> those fans are going to be bringing it. I I, I made sure mm-hmm. to leave my double blue at home. So uh, my, my writer
0: jersey oh, yeah, have so much of it
1: in beer. <laughs> hey, there's I a would, Kevin Glenn I would Argo's be wearing, one.
0: <laughs> I, would, I would be wearing Argo gear all day just because I'm an ass. <laughs> we got to go to Labor Day next year.
1: Side note. May, will they uh, try to delay the Argos coming to Tim Hortons Field next year? <laughs> they might <Yeah>. have to. <laughs> Man. Uh, I, <laughs> I am so looking forward uh, to this crowd on Sunday. I know they're going to bring it. So in 2019, mm-hmm. the Bombers ended their streak. The Thai Cats looking to end their streak. On Sunday, so you know that the litter box, the donut box, whatever you want to call litter it.
0: Litter box is way better.
1: Yeah, I like litter box. Is going to be
0: I'm also rocking. a cat
1: guy. <laughs> on, uh, on Sunday. Now, Darren Bombing, he uh, ended up digging up the Grey Cup history between the Bombers and Thai Cats, And these teams very familiar with each other in the big game. The Bombers have won 11 Grey Cups. Seven of them have come against the Thai Cats. Winnipeg has twice beaten the Thai Cats in back-to-back Grey Cup games. Of course, the last time. Actually, four out of five years the Bombers beat the Thai Cats in the late 50s, early 60s. And then uh, Hamilton has also won four Grey Cups against the Bombers. Let's, so these two teams... Let's not have, forget
0: that the Riders have won... Half of their Grey Cups against the Tiger Cats. The Tiger Cats have
1: uh, been involved <laughs> with half of a franchise's. Wow, they like to get beat up in the Grey Cup.
0: That's what I'm learning today. <laughs> that that that's yeah. Basically, they're just just a punching bag. <laughs>
1: it's a it's a great matchup between Mike O'Shea and Orlando Steinauer mm-hmm. again these guys they go way back O'Shea was actually traded to the Thai Cats by the Argos in I think 2000 and it was in a deal that actually involved Steinauer's playing rights these two later won a Grey cup together in 2004 so they've known each other for uh, over two decades. And uh, it was an interesting note brought up by Farhan Laughey of TSN last week that uh, the University of Washington might have a coaching position open in Orlando Steinauer from the Seattle area with a job that pays nearly a million bucks. He might uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> he might be interested in that position. So the Thai Cats will need to look out for that. But the Ticats, I, I think pretty good position pretty good continuity even when June Jones was there and uh, Kent Austin was there Steinauer was always hanging around it looks like he was the yeah. guy that they they wanted in that position all along and that's been big for their success
0: uh, like I mean he was the DC for how long or even like you know just yeah. just a position coach right like yeah. he's been he's been around he's, he's seen it all uh yeah for him yeah, I mean that that job would be great. Uh, I don't know if he wants to do the whole recruiting thing. Is another issue with college. It's That's a little true. nuts. That's true. <clears> That's um, But I mean, you still have to do it in the CFL. It's quite not quite to that extent, however. But yeah, um, yeah, You know, if if that is something that Tiger Cat fans are worried about, then they they gotta be like, not that they're not hoping, but like, if they win this. If they win this great Cup. I almost feel like it's more of a of a, of a likelihood, because it'd almost be like mm. you know that mission's finished, time to move on.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's some coaches like that, always looking for the next challenge.
0: Oh, and 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 spe- speaking speaking of that, and like how you know you, when you're when you're coaching a, a NCAA team, you're basically a GM. Oh yeah, um, yeah. With with the Argos getting rid of Murphy, I think they kind of have their next guy in line already. Do they not?
1: <laughs> I did not think of that <laughs> mm-hmm. he might just be staying in the six
0: yeah I, I, I hear a position might have opened up
1: <laughs> oh it's going to be another fascinating and actually an important off season in the Canadian mm-hmm. Football League but we got one more game to go the Bombers actually come into this game pretty healthy
0: like, but down a backup lineman, right? Uh,
1: they Which I don't have, think
0: it's going to be that big of an issue. But
1: yeah, it seemed like they had one player uh, unvaccinated, yeah. so not able to make the trip uh, to Hamilton. Yes, not a starter, but you never know what if something can pop happens, up exactly. especially O line. Exactly, uh, could could be a factor there. Um, Andrew Harris was practicing on Wednesday. Yeah, he he's going to play. Don't believe the game yeah. time decision stuff. Uh, look what no. he did in the West he's, he's
0: playing unless he sprains an ankle or does something stupid in practice or walkthroughs. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Slips on ice. I almost uh, packed it here in Ham- Hamilton once already. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> oh, and, you know, what I'm going to be watching, Ty, because in 2019, Willie Jefferson was all over Chris Van Zyl.
0: Yeah. All over and him. I might have been I might have been a little hard on him post game. <laughs> but Willie's just that good that he made him look that bad.
1: Yeah, like I I'm not going to feel bad for anybody that, you know, has, gets worked over a little bit by Willie Jefferson. Mm-hmm. The the guy is an absolute monster. But Brett Boyko, you know what? He handled him pretty well in the West Final. Yeah. And Jefferson, we haven't really been hearing his name as often, I think, as we did in 2019. I think that's going to be a factor. They're going to need to get him going in this game.
0: Yes, uh, you know those ends. I mean, they don't have uh, Drake Nevis in the middle anymore to eat up. You know the double teams and and leave Jefferson or Jack Coat uh, open or not open, but in in one on in one matchups right they're able to kind of shut yeah. down those ends uh because they don't have quite the push from the middle so if they can they got to figure out you know whether it's a blitz or a stunt here and there like ways to get jefferson in those single matchups and those one-on-ones because it, it's not that he's becoming a non-factor like teams are having to worry about him still and i think that's the issue is that they're they're fo- they're doing what bill belichick used to do you know and just or when still does Pick one guy, shut that guy down, we'll deal with the rest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of what teams are doing with Willie Jefferson now. They're, don't care what it takes, stop him, we'll deal with the rest of the defense, we'll, we'll make it work.
1: Of course, I acknowledge Willie Jefferson does more than just rush the quarterback. Like that wingspan oh, absolutely. of his, yeah, yeah. He, he he he'll drop back and throw his arms in the air, and it's pretty tough to throw around those. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh, definitely a menace in that way as well. As far as Hamilton goes. We'll see what they're going to be doing with the roster on Sunday. Braylon Addison mm-hmm. practicing for a third week in a row. He's still limited, but in the East Final, Who they do you ended take up out? losing. Well, I know that's that is the question, and they had to do some ratio shuffling already to get Don Jackson in there, and mm-hmm. I, I think they want to keep him in. So, yeah, I think so.
0: Maybe and you can't like. Kalinich doesn't do much other than special teams and, you know, a, a spot yeah. here and there, but he's Canadian, so you can't take him out. Uh, like it's There's not a lot of options where you can fit in Braylon Addison without taking somebody who's contributed quite a bit to that offense.
1: Well, the Cats have some of the best ratio breakers in the CFL mm-hmm. Chris Van Zio playing uh, uh, right yep. tackle, Ted Laurent on defense, Adela Kay. On uh, on defense as well, mm-hmm. and that goes a long way uh, for that team's success. Uh, defensive back Desmond Lawrence ended up leaving the game uh, uh, against Toronto, and he still didn't practice on Wednesday, so there might be some shuffling in the Tie Cats' secondary as and, well.
0: And I mean, if 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 Don Jackson doesn't do what he's done in the latter part of this year, it's probably not an issue, you know, where they're they have Sean Thomas Sean Thomas Erlington in there and Malik Irons and and they're able to fit in Brilliant Addison but you can't pull Don Jackson out now.
1: Mhm. Brandon Banks has been producing in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you remember how the 2019 game went? He, he wasn't doing all that well and then it looks like he maybe tweaked a groin and then yeah and mm-hmm. then left the game. That's another player. I don't want to start any rumors or anything like that that his career in Hamilton might be might be winding down. Uh in the East Final he had uh, three catches for 63 yards and then uh against Montreal in the East Semi he had five catches 58 yards and a touchdown. He also had a touchdown against Saskatchewan in the last week. So he he's been producing more and he's been making big timely plays. Right now, yeah. he'll be big uh, to get him going against Winnipeg, but you know he's going to be working maybe against Winston Rose, and he's been playing well since That's, coming back.
0: That that is not a fun matchup if you were Brandon Banks. Nope, it is
1: not at all. All right, Ty, let's uh, per- let's do our predictions for the CFL awards that are happening this Friday. Let's uh, let's start with Coach of the Year, Ryan Dinwiddie versus Mike O'Shea. I think we can both agree it's going to be O'Shea.
0: Yeah, um, th- this comes up every year in the NHL too. Like, as much as I hate Mike Babcock and I think he's an absolute POS, the <laughs> fact that <laughs> yeah. you're able, re- it's way tougher to repeat than get a rebuilt roster. And have more success than you did the year before. That's all the coach. That's all that the coach of the year, the Jack Adams Award in the NHL has become is who has yeah, the biggest improvement. Yeah. yeah. Um, sustained yeah. success is way more important to me, and yeah, I, I think as much as Dinwiddie, you know, yeah, it's a great improvement. He's made terrible coaching decisions. Um. Just he shouldn't have won. Like, there's probably two or three games he should have lost based on his decision-making alone. So I I think it goes to Michael Shane, and it should be unanimous.
1: Rookie of the year, Jordan Williams or Peter Nicastro, uh, offensive lineman for the Argos. Man, he got put into a rough spot starting at center. Uh, but yeah. uh, I just think Jordan Williams, the linebacker for the Lions, he had a great year, a ton of tackles, was mm-hmm. all over the field. I, I don't think you can yeah. really go wrong with either choice. I think they're going to give it to Williams, though.
0: I, I think so, too. But I I, I would like to see Nakashiro win it just because, you know, he kind of got thrown to the wolves. Yeah. yeah and performed pretty damn well.
1: Yeah. I think Devontae Dedman, uh, most outstanding special teams player, especially yeah. after. That, that, we don't even have to uh, talk about it. Yeah, what happened to Renee Peredes in the West final? Yeah, most outstanding- Well, the playoffs don't count. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's true. Most outstanding uh, offensive lineman: Stanley Bryant or Brandon Revenberg? I uh Ooh. I I don't want to say that Stanley Bryant's job is just tougher because he's working at left tackle, but uh, I'm yeah. Gonna it is say the blind his- side his job's a little tougher. So, uh, Kalaros, the fact that he has uh, not missed a game due to injury for the Bombers.
0: (laughs) It's insane. Insane. I
1: I know. Like, he was written off as basically done, written off as an injury risk. (laughs) And I I think the only offensive line in the CFL that would be able to keep him healthy was the Bombers. They have done so. Mm -hmm. I think Stanley Bryant's a good choice. Yeah,
0: I I I got no issue with that.
1: Most outstanding Canadian David Ménard or Bola Combo. I like both of these players. Oh. David David Ménard in Montreal. The sacks yep. he was getting and he's not even listed as a starter. Like he, right? He's just a rotational guy and he had 8 sacks on the year. I would love to yep. see him win.
0: Yeah, I think that'd be that'd be awesome. Um let's be honest, the whole country wins when Andrew Harris doesn't win this award. So, I mean, either way this thing goes is just great.
1: Most outstanding defensive player, Adam Big Hill or Simone Lawrence?
0: Oh. Wow. I Ooh. Simone's a game changer, man. Big Not Hill saying might Adam, be the best, Adam Big Hill, is is it? The but league.
1: Holy man.
0: Man, those, I, that's too close. Like you can't.
1: I think they're going to give it to Simone.
0: I think so, and, and yeah, it's. I don't. I think that there's just so many pieces to that Winnipeg defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not well. I mean Hamilton's defense too, but I mean they don't get talked about nearly as much.
1: They don't. They don't. I think your boy Zach Kalaros, is going to beat William Standback for the uh, most outstanding player award. Hey.
0: Yeah, I. I'm done. I'm done hating it. I'm done hating on it. Like it's it's gonna happen. Just <laughs> gotta learn to accept it. to be a two-time Grey Cup champion as a starter and an MOP. Wow. Like wow. Okay, who did you put in your fantasy? I, what year line is after this? Well, I didn't put Zach Calaros in it. Um, I'm really hoping like William... that Sean McGuire comes through for me. Uh, Andrew Harris, you Rashid Bailey, Drew Latarski, and the Bombers D.
1: I got Dane Evans, Don Jackson, Janarian Grant, Stephen Dunbar, and the Tie Cats defense.
0: Oh, I wonder who you're picking.
1: I'm all in on the Tie Cats. This is again yeah,
0: reversed roles from 2019. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. I've already placed my bet before the line moved. I am sticking with it. I am ready to go.
1: I see uh, the thirteenth man as the the litter box crowd. I see the fourteenth man as Big Angelo Mosca watching from above. I see the Ty Cats defense getting all over Zach Kalaros and them. What is this? Winning. A Disney movie? <laughs> yeah, you might as well cast Kevin Costner already for the the role of Andre Prue in the movie. I hope that he is uh, <laughs> refing. You know, that's a not
0: a bad... <laughs> and then get... Yeah, get Cole Hauser as Dane Evans. Yeah. This is a movie I would watch.
1: I'm picking the Hamilton Tiger Cats. I don't think they're going to crush him but... Uh... They can win. Mostly it's because I really want to see Winnipeg lose. <laughs>
0: yeah, I have uh, Bombers, Moneyline, and Under 44.
1: The Under, all right. I just want to wish a Thai Cats victory into existence. So the more that I say it, the more I believe it will mm-hmm. come true. And, man, this town, you come into Hamilton, you know there's a great cup. You know there's a Tiger Cats football team that they love, so I would love to see this town get a win, uh, finally, That, on that makes
0: That makes one of us.
1: Hey, then we can party like it's 1999, baby.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I did that on Saturday. I am good for a while.
1: 1999. Uh, what happened that year? I think Weird Al released the album Running With Scissors. I must have listened to that album
0: 1,500 times. The Devils? Not. No, that was an avalanche year, I believe.
1: Uh, yeah, because the Devils won in 2000.
0: 2000, yep. Yeah. That, and that was also a Yankees World Series, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Oh, it was a crappy year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at 2k. Oh, okay. Yeah, get your get your candles, your your chunky soup, yeah. get your storm chips, be
0: prepared. Mats, don't forget your chunky soup. <laughs>
1: That's gonna pun- be a
0: reference lost on so many people. It's not even funny. <laughs>
1: it's lost on me, but i uh, I love chunky soup, so
0: <laughs> The Matt Sundean chunky soup commercial? Oh that it's almost as wow. it's almost as good as Gretzky and Sundeen, you want that backhand? <laughs> with
1: pod power our sponsors are making it possible for us to amplify the voices of albertans and alberta podcasters this episode edmonton community foundation is helping us give a pod power shout out to overdue fines and that's an edmonton public library podcast Bryce Crittenden and Carolyn Land host conversations about books, movies, music, pop culture, and other interesting news about Edmonton. It's a great way to learn more about what's happening at EPL and about how you can use your library card to access all of EPL's in-person and online services to listen and find out more about Overdue fines head to EPL.ca slash podcast. The 108th gray cup is coming in on Sunday. Ty, I can't believe this. So tune uh-huh. out actually had an invite to like a catering preview for the gray cup, but it was last uh-huh. Friday. Obviously it yep. wasn't in Hamilton yet. So they're going to have cookie dough available. I think like, Oh, buffalo like chicken poutine kind of thing it looks like they're gonna have some good food at the stadium and i can't believe i'm saying this ty is hosting a gray cup get together and he's actually like having ribs and chicken wings he's not just nuking you know pizza pops you're a different man
0: well um, we're having ribs saturday while we watch the championship go around uh for the nfr sheldon's i told sheldon if he comes here he's got to watch rodeo and UFC. I don't care if he likes it or not. <laughs> um, if I, imagine if I could gamble on it. But we're doing ribs Saturday, and then Sunday I'm smoking salmon, making candied salmon and uh, chicken wings. I I, I went to PV Mart you. today, and I had, to I had to get a cart. I had to get a cart at PV Mart.
1: What did you, what Who did you buy? Who does that?
0: I bought like eight bags of pellets and a bunch of oh. rubs and <laughs> stuff like that. Then I had to then I had to get a cart at Canadian Tire for all the five gallon buckets. Like man, my life is just turned upside down. I don't even like leaving the house anymore.
1: Sports gambling is paid off.
0: Yeah, the smoker is basically free. Or sorry, it's a pellet <laughs> grill. It's not a smoker. Yeah, I just won another two. Uh, so last night I won like four hundred bucks. I won another two hundred and seventy tonight. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to cash out again here soon.
1: Well, you know my e transfer. Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm still waiting for you to send me some.
1: <laughs> Thanks for being with us for 300 episodes. Rate, review, What is and wrong with you, people? To do it out on your favorite podcatcher. We'll talk to you after the great cup. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.